1: We're momming today with Peggy Sullivan, the founder of SheCan, a nonprofit that deals with women's leadership, um, trying to advance women in the corporate world. Because let's face it, Peggy, you lived and worked the corporate life, but you were a woman in a man's world and you set out to change that. So you had to do the research, right, to figure out what the what were the challenges that women were facing and uh, how to make them happy. What'd you discover?
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. One fact that remains consistent throughout the last couple of years is that women clearly do not have the time for what they want to do, for what's important to them. They're stuck in the state of busyness, and they don't know how to get out. The other stat that is really overwhelming is that only 5% of American women are in a steady state of happiness. Most of them are just in the state of busyness and survival, 93% say that they're surviving, not thriving. So the stats are are pretty sad, but around
1: us, it is what it is. How does that question go down? I mean, are you happy, yes or no? I mean, what is the exact question that you're asking? Only 5% of women are happy consistently?
0: On a consistent basis. So that means you have joy every single day and you feel like you're living a well-lived life well
1: aren't those people just annoying
0: (laughs) who find joy in everything oh look at the wonderful heart that the
1: barista made in my latte this morning
0: i could not agree with you more life isn't perfect and challenges galore, especially today. So for me, it's not about about having a perfect score. It's about the fact that it's only 5%. Yeah. And it should be more and helping women find ways to get their happy on in small micro step ways and there are so many steps we can do to just improve our quality of life. I I don't believe in work-life balance. I'm I'm a worker and I work hard and eat, work and sleep. I'm a recovering addict from that so I kind of face that every single day but I do believe that we can really better understand what we value and have a life that is built around the things that give us pleasure and joy and satisfaction and sort of that's the way for us to go. So I'm all in just improving that stats.
1: Wasn't work from home all about improving the balance? So, I, I mean, I, I, I would argue I don't have a work from home or a hybrid job, but I would argue that we should be finding and discovering this, you know, passion for your hobbies and your your family as well as your career because you have more time at the end of your day because you're working from home or you have a hybrid.
0: Yeah, the the, the facts are are actually um, don't really re- reveal that. The facts are showing that um, people are working on average two point five hours more per week, Ooh. and that oh, per week that are- two hours a week, week. two point five hours more per week.
1: Okay working from home?
0: Working from home and that in addition to the 2.5, you can add another 1.5 hours on top of that and the feeling that they need to always be on. So that's a total of four additional hours, um, one and a half hours times five, right? Plus the additional, I mean, it, it just adds up to well over A lot more hours per week and you know people are just are just really frustrated with always having to be on the expectation that you're going to get to my email the expectation that if it's not the email you're going to be same timing me or facetiming me or responding to my messaging it's it's just really hard and yes we should be focusing on these other things and a lot of people have learned how to do it a little bit better but I can argue we, we have a lot I, I believe that there are a lot of things that we can do number one is I think it's really important to grab those happiness rituals those tiny little things that just ignite your happiness for me you know I this morning I was really exhausted I had a conference call bright and early and I decided you know what I'm gonna take my conference call in bed with a cup of coffee no makeup on i gotta tell you that felt really really good it was my hero Yeah, small little thing I did for myself. Um, Later in the morning, I lit a cinnamon spice candle. The smell just brought me back to amazing things. You know, I took a five minute break to pet my fur baby, Oliver. That brought me joy. These small little micro moments that send neurotransmitters to our body saying, I feel good. I'm happy. They are game changing. And we need to do more of that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's hard when you've got kids and a boss,
0: <laughs> whether you're working from
1: home or not. You know, I always find when I'm able to pick my children up from school, that's a, a, a small joy, if, if you will, in my day, uh, to be able to be there to pick them up. But then sometimes I regret it <laughs> because the fights to just get them in the car or mom, what did you bring me home from work? Where's they go in my bag looking for a present? I'm like, what is this?
0: yeah quality time is quality time and every day is a different scenario right i mean some days you can make it work and other days it's like i just can't make it work and i think we just need to be happy with that i think one of the biggest um skills a mom can have today is how to pivot into opportunity and know that the best laid plans never happen life life doesn't go according to plan it just goes according to itself. And we need to be prepared to step into tiny little moments whenever we can grab them and be really conscious of that. And and that's the difference. I think just knowing, like myself, I've been running on empty lately. I mean, I feel like I'm running on fumes. And so I've been very, very conscious to do a couple of little things here and there that don't take away from my work effort, but just give me a little awe. And I just think if we know what they are and we can access them, life just gets a little sweeter.
1: But it's concerning that, um... That so many people are, I guess, struggling with their emotional well-being, and you know, and I'm not, I'm not pouring um, cold water on anything you just said, but you know, for me, I don't think lighting a candle is going to make me feel better at times. It's more like maybe hiring another person <laughs> to help me,
0: no. <laughs> maybe no. someone to do all the laundry. <laughs> I, I believe that that the path out um, is a little more strategic than that I, I think it's really understanding why busyness isn't working and how mm-hmm. busyness leads to poor mental and physical health and destroyed relationships and so much of our society thinks that busyness is a good thing it's a status symbol I asked a hundred women last week how are you doing most of them said I am busy instead of saying I'm doing great or this is what going on i mean that was crazy and then a couple of words later what they said was but it's okay everything's okay you know, and it's 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 not. We're in the state of busyness, and we need to understand that this this state of busyness is is really what's causing our mental and physical health um, deterioration. And I also think that it we need to wake up and take a step back and really focus on the things that we value and know what they are. I uh, run seminars with women on a regular basis, and I always ask them to share with me what their values are. And when I started doing this, I always thought that women would be able to boom, 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 you know, crank them out and they know what their value, but the majority of the audience over and over and over again cannot articulate what's important to them. And so that's part of the problem. They can say family, they can say friends, they can say paying my bills, you know, having a roof over my head. But they, they can't always get past those couple of things. So I think it's a lot about digging a little bit deeper yeah. and doing the work. Or maybe
1: about saying no to some things. We're going to be back on We're Momming Today with Peggy Sullivan, the founder of She Can. right after this.
0: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
1: And we're back with Peggy on We're Momming Today. We are in a perpetual state of business, of business, of busyness. And uh, you you know, I just look at my my Saturday mornings. I mean, we wake up early, one kid has this practice, one kid has that game, then this, then that, and it's like, boom, 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 boom. Um, Is the answer to say no to some things, to end this constant running on the hamster wheel?
0: We believe that you need to do what works for you sometimes when opportunity knocks you just can't say no Um, today i know my schedule started at the crack of dawn and there are opportunities i could not say no to they were good strong opportunities and they align with my goals so i said yes and i'm on the hamster string (laughs) hamster wheel. but but tonight i'm going to spend an hour going for a long walk doing something to just nourish myself. And so I think everybody's got to really be serious and and, and look at what's important to them, what their end game is and is what you're doing really meeting that end game. Too many times we say yes to things that aren't meaningful and don't add to really the master plan. And, And that's when no it's really and good. feel guilty feel-
1: when we say no i always feel guilty when i say no it's so much
0: easier to
1: say yes it, it really is but that's not yeah, necessarily the best strategy It is,
0: you know it's self-care month and i at the beginning of the month thought long and hard about what what are my self-care tips because you know i'm an old lady i'm 63 years old i've got a 31 year old son gotten better at the self-care thing but it's taken me a lot of learning on how to and for me I always you know give, give my peeps these three tips one is let go of perfectionism you know sometimes good is just good enough and shortcuts are needed and perfect isn't better Two, like what are your non-negotiables you know for me it's sleep nutrition um, exercising a couple of times a week time with my fur baby I mean they are just things that are my non-negotiables and then the third thing which too many women haven't done recently is to know what fuels them to know where they're going what they want coffee so that they- I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking. And of course, coffee is a short term thing. And, and, you know, I've been I've been stuck on Celsius or whatever that stuff is. It tastes great. And I I got got past my Red Bull addiction. And and yeah, I get you. I, I get you. But, you know, we need to be more thoughtful, more, more, less, less reactive when it's possible. Are men happier? I believe yes. Hmm. I, I, I believe women, we we have those voices inside our head that are always questioning absolutely everything, commenting on everything, doing that repair and despair. If women could learn how to shut those voices off a little bit, I think they would be happier. You know, I asked my husband, you know, what makes you happy? He can tell me one, two, three, you know, and it's always got stuff to do with college football, golf and sports. You know, unconditionally, those are the things that float his boat. He knows them and he does them often. But women, like I said before, we don't always seem to know the things that are important to us, we, and especially our values. We may know a couple of things we like, but we're so used to taking care of everybody else. We tend to put what we need and what we want on the back burner. And that, that tip about putting the oxygen mask on first, it is, it is so true because if you're not in... A state where you can give at least minimally, it's 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 really hard to participate in this game we call life. And you know that that's where it starts with the busyness and recognizing busyness isn't better. It's not a status symbol, it doesn't make me more important or more valued. Busyness is 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 a four-letter word. I actually am writing a new book on on busyness is a Busy is a four letter word because it, it really when you look at it, it, it really has created and wreaked havoc on our mental, physical health and our relationships. And I believe it, that's a big deal with what's going. I should on be today. your your test
1: case, Peggy, because I am the bu- busiest person that there is. I say yes to everything because it's way easier and less dramatic to just say yes than to explain why you said no. Whether that's to your children, your husband, or your boss. Um, And yeah, I'm on this perpetual hamster wheel. Self-care, don't know what it is. I schedule every day in my head a yoga class that I never take. And uh, if you ask me what makes me happy, I'd say it's sleep I don't get, not even on the weekend anymore. So I'm clearly doing a lot wrong.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? been there, done that. You know, it, it, I don't know if it takes older age to appreciate and to get into your groove. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about working with women, because I believe the sacrifices that we make to, quote, have it all are far too great. And there is a different path to finding this quality of life. And I got to tell you, I'd love to work with anybody and everyone to to help them find that because nobody pulled me aside and pointed out that maybe the route I was taking, although well-intentioned, you know, was, was just, you know, eat, sleep, work, repeat. I tell people all the time, I'm an eat, sleep, work, repeat addict. Every morning I fight my addiction and it's just as horrible an addiction as any other addiction because of what it it, what happens as a result of that. And I just wish the world would would pay attention to this addiction and and support it in a more meaningful way. I'm on a mission to do so. But I'm one woman with one book, you know, with one nonprofit.
1: What else? What other? You know, you you said she can started. Researching um, challenges that women face. Um, okay, we're too busy. We're we're not we're not happy because of our, our busyness. Uh, we don't focus on self care. What what else did you find out?
0: Confidence. Ah, um, big one. We, we we don't always believe in ourselves. And we don't always look back and say, I can do hard things. We look up and look at what our challenges are and we focus on them instead of looking down on the mountain and said, Oh, my God, look at what I just accomplished or just gave myself credit for that. You know, when I was um, I when I had my son and granted, it was 31 years ago. I had a high power job and I was a single mother. And so what was really important to me was, oh, my God, how am I going to pay for my son's education? And, and that to me was just huge. And my boss, two weeks after I gave birth, came to me and said, I'll give you a $10,000 bonus if you leave your baby for a week and go help me with this grand opening across the country. And I thought to myself, is this something I should really do? I just had a baby. I'm bobbing. I'm breastfeeding. This this like is a hopeful choice to be in a position to make. But you know what? i did make that choice i did travel and my son went to an amazing university as a result of the money monetizing so you know life isn't always black and white it's all these shades of gray that we just need to be good with our decisions but we also need to give ourselves credit and and need to understand that what we do is hard stuff and that women empower other women and and that's that to me is is another tactic that when you speak with other women and find out their tips their tricks their supports their system their ability to be able to tell you how they get by how they get through or or even just sharing like Crap! I'm a mess. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> Life is really, really, really friggin' hard right now. And somebody else saying, yeah, I get it. I get it. Misery loves company. It does. You and know?
1: I try to take as much off of my plate as possible. When things are really, you know, getting crazy, I try to assign, wow. you do this, you do that, you do that, and I'll do all these things. Um, oh, I just had, oh, yes, here's it. If you were to advise a, um, um, a corporation right now, because there's this big debate about, you know, you said women are, are, are saying they work two and a half hours more a week because they're working from home, one and a half hours more a week because they feel they need to constantly be, uh, you know, answer emails, be available for, for Zoom calls, et cetera. Um, yet you have so many people telling their bosses, I do not want to ever go back into the office, like not even two or three days a week. I just want to be remote forever. Can you square the circle?
0: yeah i mean i really i really believe that we need to have new rules of engagement the new work from home rules so to speak and we Hmm. all need to be pretty clear on them you know i i've I've got all female employees and they've got young families and they clearly clearly tell me that don't reach out to me after six i will not answer love it if you want to and if you want to get to me before, you know, nine o'clock, good luck with that. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But mm mm, mm. and they say it straight
1: out and you're you're OK
0: with that. Yeah. Yeah. I had one employee who was my rock star, who came to me and said, you know, I just am not having time for the things that are important to me. I need to take a couple of weeks off. I need to take a break from you. <laughs> and I don't want to lose my career. what what? What can we work out? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that with me. Let's figure this out. You are amazing, and I want to see you succeed. And so I just think that we need to be flexible. We need to be creative. and people's needs are as individual as Uh, a fingerprint. And I don't assume what one employee needs is exactly what another employee needs. So just answering your question full circle, I would tell employers to sit down and ask their mid-level managers what they need to be successful, what they need, and listen to them. And if it's starting work at 930 because you want to get your kids on the bus, then so what? You start your work at 930. You say so what? Employee. You say so what because
1: you get this, you've been through it, and this is what you're all about now. But do you think the rest of America, corporate America, even workers are are? are daring enough to say, yeah, hey, I'm not available at this time and this time and this time because I got this personal stuff to do. Do you think we're there yet?
0: Um, I I, I think that employers are frustrated as all get-go. They understand the repercussions of quiet kidding and, and, you know, resignation and, and just just all this stuff that's going on, they they understand it's hurting them deeply and they know they need to do things differently. They're struggling to figure out what. The smart ones are listening. They're listening to their employees and they're realizing that a once once a year employee questionnaire is not gonna get the answers that they want. They need to sit down with their middle lever managers, spend an hour and really understand what they need and how they can help them and actually follow through. And you know, there are a lot of organizations doing that. I work a little bit with with Google and, and Citibank and some other um, organizations, the smart ones, Ernst Young, the smart ones are catching on. They, they get it and they're starting to change the rules because they know it's good for business. So, you know, if people want to be black and white and life is black and white, then they're going to have to deal with the problems and the issues that come as a result of it. And, you know, it's not working. So the smart ones are going to realize it's not working. You know, this life quake that we had called COVID, called inflation, called all these crazy things going on in the world, it's changed everything. We can't do things the way we were doing them. We need to do them differently. Peggy Sullivan, thank you for the advice, the perspective, the
1: time. And honestly, keep keep pushing that that mountain, because I I would love for us all to get to the place, men and women, where we could say, you know what, family first. I need that. It used to be you left your office on Friday and you didn't check your email until Monday morning. Now with the phones, right? It's like you feel like you need to answer something 24-7, and that's not conducive to feeling happy and finding joy.
0: Donna Huffington says all the time, one micro step at a time. And if we can just make one small change that heads us in the right direction, that is progress. Thank you.